and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We're your hosts, Rachel Paul and... Vicki Collier. Hey, Vicki. Hello, hello. What's up? Not much, not much. Um, what's been going on with you? Oh, I'm traveling a lot. Awesome. Yeah, on the farm, we've got new peacocks. Oh, that's always exciting. Yeah, new peacocks, yeah. Um, that's about it, I guess. Well, I'm headed to uh, Mexico oh, this yeah, week for yeah. an all-inclusive. Good, good, good. Um, of, cor- of course, there's like this media s- hype about being careful when you go to Cancun. And, oh, no, I know. But I'm like, I'm not going to let any media stop me. I'm I going. know. Well, see, you know, my husband is of the other thought of that. He's yeah. going to let the media stop him because we thought about going to Cabo next year. We've never yeah. done that. Thought it would be fun. And... Um, I've gotten it planned out, and he's a well, um, they're talking about people being murdered down there. And I thought, oh, good grief, really? <laughs> you know, I, it's not like we go to the... <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, even when there was the big Zika scare, yeah, I still went to Puerto Rico. And do you know I didn't even see a single mosquito? <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> joking. The entire thing. time I was there, didn't see a single oh, mosquito. funny. So anyways, you know, I'm always no, trying you, to be mindful of my surroundings. Yeah, be mindful going of your surroundings. Group, but yeah. We're going to a resort. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm yeah, excited. It will be fun. That's yeah. good. That's good. Oh, awesome. I wish I was with you. Come on. Hop in my suitcase. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, we did a pop quiz uh, several episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I think everyone really liked that. So yep. I thought we'd do another one okay. on perio. That's oh, always a fun quiz. topic. And the perio pop quiz. I can't <laughs> think of anything better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to test our les- our listeners' knowledge about periodontal okay. disease. All right. Um, all right, so we'll just start off with our first question here is, according to the ADA, what percentage of the population will have some form of gum disease at some point in their lifetime? Okay. Our um, options are A, 23 to 35%, B, 50%, C, 75 to 80%, or D, 100%. <laughs> we, um, we, at one point, we, we started getting a lot of new patients in our office, and it felt like 100% of those people had been living somewhere other than now. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was not 100%. But the ADA says that 75 to 80% of the population will have some form of perio at some point in their lifetime. And I hope that that is, and I'm sure that it is, considering gingivitis as well. Right. Because, um, you know, we, we see patients all the time that need our help. And so um, knowing that a majority of the population is going to have something that uh, that needs our, our advice about and our and guidance. W- and, and what's great, too, is now we have the gingivitis code, too. Yes, so hopefully, yes, yes. I know mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of those codes being yeah, charged out. Yeah. So people are using them, which is And great. we have to use them. You know, my thoughts on that is who knows if you'll ever get paid, um, but, you got it, but you need to charge out what you do. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they say it's kind of like the sealant code or even fluoride codes now that the more you use them and, and companies see that you are using them, they may start allowing benefits for those. Right, so absolutely. use the code, yep. roll so, with it. But yeah, 75 to 80%, though, that's a pretty high percentage. Sure. So I, I hope that you know you have good protocols in your office that you you guys are diagnosing this and treating it early because you know gingivitis is crazy we can reverse it yep so yeah make sure you yep. have a good plan for that and i think the plan is, is the biggest part of this what is your standard of care is it the same among all your your entire hygiene team mm-hmm. and are you following it awesome mm-hmm. next question is periodontal disease more prevalent in males or females hmm. 
I mean, I feel like everyone kind of knows this answer. I know. You, yeah. When I think about the males that I had with gum disease, yeah. I'm also remembering that they were smokers yeah. as well, which yeah. I think is part of this too, right? Yeah. So the most recent study said that 56.4% of males have perio versus 38.4% females. Hmm. Okay. So what so, I got from that is that females rule. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that's interesting. So, um, I, you know, I think back to it seems like it's harder to get a man to go to the dentist. I know. Yeah. Than a woman. And, and you'll even notice that. that often it doesn't hurt. And, and the male smokers that I had, they didn't bleed and it didn't hurt. And yeah, so they, so. I, I had the hardest time trying to convince them that they needed to do more than just what they were doing. Right. right. And you see here that what I think is interesting here is it's most prevalent among Mexican Americans and unsurprisingly the highest among current smokers among the, across the population. So. Yeah. Have a plan. Yep. Use uh, this information. Stay educated, as you say. Be educated <laughs> on this and have a plan for treating it. That's right. Next question is based on the number of the population suffering from periodontal disease, what should be the percentage of active perio in your office? So those are your codes. That's your quadrant scaling right. and root planing okay. and your site specific. So our okay. options are A, 15%, B, 25 to 40%, C, 65%, or D, 87%. Hmm. Vicki, what do you think? What's the answer here? The answer is B, 25 to 40%. So some people say, well, if they know that 78% of the population has it, why shouldn't the numbers be 78%? Well, I mean, it, you know, some people are going to follow through, some are not. But if you are treating 25 to 40% of those patients in your practice, it's considered to be one A that healthy is, period yeah, of practice. Absolutely. And this is mm -hmm. active codes, too. So you know, you're going to treat them mm -hmm. and then put them into a perio management mm -hmm. program, mm -hmm. right? But and then right. you'll have to retreat them along the way. Sure. But, so that takes into account. And all I think that. that's what happens a lot of times. Once they get into the the, the perio perio maintenance or management code, mm -hmm. uh, you know, often we feel like now it's our we're supposed to do everything under that code, which that may be appropriate to back up and go into one of the more active codes, which I think I see most offices not doing is I agree. As I feel like um, we're taking advantage of that period maintenance code a little yeah, bit. I, I think mean so. I, I see that a lot. Where well, I had one hygienist that said, Well, you know, I I feel like it's my responsibility to do what I you know, this is disease we're talking about. Yes, it's your responsibility to treat them in the best way you know how, but it's not your problem when it comes down to it. I mean, you right. know, it is a disease. It is um, something that no, and sometimes in spite of our very best efforts, it may not stay stable. So right, right. knowing yeah. when to and back it, up. And it is, um, you know, it's going to go through periods of, of active stage. Mm -hmm. And so you just want to sure. make sure that you're putting them right back in that active uh, therapy if they need it. Right, right. Uh, okay, next question is what percentage of offices are probing one time a year? What percentage of offices are pro probing one time a year? And I think that's at least one time a year. What yeah. percentage of offices are basically probing at all? So um, our options are A, 5%, B, 13.5%, C, 57%, or D, 95%. All right, so what do you think, Vicki? What percentage of offices are probing one time a year? I actually know what studies have shown is, and it scares me, this is 13.5%. Okay, yeah, that's scary. I don't know where that comes from because I, I never not 
picked up the probe, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I guess this probably means, is it part of your standard of care where you were documenting six-point sites on every patient uh, at least once a year? And I think that's probably where this is coming from. So if your office is not, or I think it may also come from, um, they look at insurance claims and sees that, see the claim numbers are low for those perio codes and assume we're not doing that either. So right. I hope this is not happening in the offices that, that you are in or the offices that we go into. But um, you know, I hear stories all the time. I said patients all the time, time that yeah. come in and say, you know, oh, uh, what are you doing? Like they've yeah. never had that done yeah. before. Yeah. Um, actually had a doctor tell me that they never probe on a new patient visit because they don't want to um, <laughs> they oh, don't want don't to make them, them by, yeah, yeah, I was like, what? So anyway, that's a whole other story. We're not going to go down that road right now. No, let's um, leave that alone. But, but yeah, yeah so correct. I mean, it does happen. So saying, oh yeah, we, we probe once a year or some offices I know probe every time they come in, right. but whatever that is, I mean, you want it to be doing it at least once a year, Absolutely. right? Um, often I'll hear, we don't have time or we don't have anyone who could help us uh, you know, write the numbers down or take the, you know, plug in the numbers. And, and we know as hygienists that we can do this by ourselves. It does take a little longer. So if you can get some help, that is, it will make you probably more efficient. Mm -hmm. But I recently saw um, the Florida Probe Voice Works in an office. And I knew there had always been mixed, mixed reports about the, the Florida Probe out there. Remember, I'm not a rep for them. I know nothing about this is that what I'm telling you now. Right. So don't shoot me any Florida Probe people who are out there listening. But, um, <laughs> But I'd always heard mixed messages that, you know, it just didn't recognize my voice or whatever. This, they were using the voice works. Um, the, the hygienist was as Southern as I am. Uh, and it understood every single word that she said. And in fact, what I loved was when it would, she'd call it like a five and bleeding. The machine would say, <laughs> danger, danger or something, you know, and I thought <laughs> yeah, that was the best that. thing that ever. Awesome. Um, so I would, if I, know, seeing how well that worked, I would be willing to make an investment in that. For sure, um, especially if you're, you know, if, you're, if your biggest barrier is time. Sure. Or we don't have an assistant to help. Or, I mean, this is mm -hmm. a great alternative to yeah. that. The doctor asked the, the hygienist, how did you like the probe? And she said, I'm loving it. And the patient said, you didn't ask me how I liked it. And uh, she said, I love it too. I think it's neat. I oh, think that's it's, yeah. awesome. So patients are paying attention to it yeah. as well. And so I think that is one of the best things about it. If you can get your patient involved. Yeah, it's going to create have, value. Yeah, I think so too. Your I treatment so acceptance too. is going to go through the yeah, roof, Yeah, I think right? so. I agree. All right, next question here is, which of the following diseases have been shown to have connections to periodontal disease? A, heart disease, B, low birth weight babies, C, diabetes, D, stroke, or E, all of the above? And the answer is all, all of the, the above. above. I right. bet all of our listeners yeah, know that. I bet so too. But that's a, I mean, there's so many connections yeah. to periodontal One disease does now. not cause the other, so don't right. see that, you know, one heart disease doesn't cause perio or vice versa or whatever, but we know they potentiate each other. Right. Um, there are other connections seen in C-reactive protein during pregnancy, uh, Alzheimer's disease, erectile dysfunction, failure of joint replacements, and other things too. So I think there's the inflammatory response association in all of these things. So, And I think it's important, too, that, you know, again, if you can make it personal to the patient, mm -hmm. if you have a patient who's diabetic, letting them know, hey, yeah. you know, these are the connections. Mm -hmm. And not that, you know, diabetes is going to cause periodontal disease, but right. left untreated, both of them can make, each other, make right. the other one worse. Right. So right. it's another reason why, you know, a diabetic patient obviously would want to 
but you want to be a little more aggressive with that. Sure. Right? So. And as you segue into the next question. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is perfect. All right. True or false? One in four 60-year-olds in the U.S. have diabetes. And that answer is true, according One to the American four. Diabetic Association. So, um, and it says if that patient has perio disease, it, uh, they make each other worse. So just like you said, um, perio makes it a challenge to control blood sugar. Um, they say it is six times more difficult to control diabetes if the patient has both. They're both chronic diseases. Wow. Yeah. See, this is good information to be mm -hmm. giving your patients yep. for sure. All right. Next question is, which is the number one lawsuit in dentistry? A, failure to do a comprehensive exam. B, failure to file insurance correctly. <laughs> this one's good. C, harassing patients about not flossing. <laughs> or D, failure to diagnose periodontal disease. I think our patients have wanted to sue us for at least a couple of those. The Especially to... <laughs> the, the not flossing one. I used to have patients who would come and say, you're going to be so mad at me. I haven't been flossing. I thought, you know, I have lost so much sleep over that in the last six months. Yeah, Where right. All I do is stay up all night worrying about how you're not flossing. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so we know the answer to this one, obviously, is failure to diagnose periodontal disease. Yeah, and, and it's second just, only to fair to diagnose oral cancer. Yep, so yep. Uh, we've got to be on our P's and Q's there. Right, and that's why it's so important that you have that standard of care yeah, in yeah, your practice. Yeah. All right, last question is after periodontal therapy, be it maintenance or active, how long does it take for periopathogens to repopulate? Mm -hmm. All right, now I know the answer to this, but mm -hmm. when I learned the answer to this, yeah. I, was, I was actually surprised it was that. Yeah. All right, right, so here are your options. So again, how long does it take for periopathogens to repopulate? A, two to 12 weeks, B, six months, C, 18 months, D, 24 months, about the time the insurance will pay for additional treatment. Okay, and the answer is two to 12 weeks. Two to 12 weeks. Which is that good reason to have those patients come back every three months. Yeah, so. and, I, and I even tell people you need to, you know, assess their situation. It might be sure. they need to come in sooner Absolutely. than three yeah. months yeah. too. So, um, but yeah, so two to 12 weeks. I like to use that in verbiage when you're talking about why they need to come mm -hmm. back, right? Mm -hmm. Letting them mm -hmm. know that those periopathogens can repopulate in as little as two to 12 weeks. So awesome, cool. Well, I hope that our listeners pass the quiz. Um, again, you can go to hygieneprofitleaders.com and you can um, look in the notes section and actually print off the quiz and do it with your team. I think it's kind of fun to yep. do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. See what kind of score you Everybody get there. Everybody likes a contest. Absolutely. And then, of course, um, if you'd ever like to get any more information from us, be sure to check out our website. You can also give us a call. Our number is 877-921-3939, and we can tell you more about our uh, PERIA program mm -hmm. and get you more information on that. So we hope you enjoyed this pop quiz. Stay tuned for next week, and until then, stay, stay educated. educated.